Hey friends, it's Jenna and Ashley. Welcome back to season three of the Geek Girls Universe podcast, your home for the latest entertainment and fandom news. Hey friends, it's Jana. Welcome back to the Geek Girls Universe. What if episode seven is now streaming on Disney Plus? I know, I know we missed last week because uh, life. However, today we are breaking down both episode six and episode seven. So we might be a little longer. We might have a couple of rants, but you know, this is your spoiler warning. If you have not seen the latest episodes of What If, but first, if you're new here, or you haven't already, we would love it if you subscribed and left us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. It helps our podcast reach other geeks and the more the geekier, right? We also have a Facebook group, Geek Girls Universe. You don't need to be a girl to join, only a geek. So what if episode six? I think that was zombies, wasn't it? Nope, it was Killmonger. Oh. Oh, Killmonger. Oh yeah. Okay. So episode six, Killmonger, man. I love those zombies so much. I just wanted to like, keep talking zombies for eternity. Killmonger. (laughs) Oh, that was such a good one. Oh yes. 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 So many good things about that episode, despite the fact that it, it also heavily features my least favorite Avenger. Well, he dies. So he does. He, he, he does. <laughs> Wait, am I supposed to laugh about that? It's fine. It's fine. Know. He's dead in the, he's dead in like the main timeline anyway. It's, it doesn't it's, matter. I mean, it's very clear that we are Captain America fans like through and through. So, I mean, it's to be expected mean, that we giggle at least a little when Tony like gets hurt, punched in the face, dead, you know? Well, yes. Then- <laughs> Although I will say that that episode was so good for a whole bunch of just like classic Tony Stark one-liners, which I do, I do love. Like there, as much as I'm not a Tony Stark fan as a whole, I do love me some snarky Tony Stark one-liners. Like that is the, pretty much the only part of Tony Stark that I like, like, you know, the, he just has some classic obnoxious funny things that he does say and you're like wow that was that was funny and I believe that they got the guy who voices him for like all the cartoons Mm -hmm. to be him and he does a really great job of being Tony and then they had of course your bestie Michael B. Jordan was back as Killmonger I, you know, I think the whole time I watched that episode, I just kind of like laughed to myself in my head because, you know, <laughs> it's Michael Jana, B. Jordan. Jana has a habit of running into people literally. Yep. At literally. the airport. You and know, sometimes probably... they're Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've probably told this story on here before, but for those of you who are new and maybe haven't <laughs> heard it, I will just give the quick Yes. Run down. It's worth listening to again. It's worth it. (laughs) Is it actually? (laughs) It is. It makes me laugh every time I think about it. (laughs) It kind of makes me laugh too. My kids laugh at it. So I was at LAX one time going through the international terminal, headed to security. I may or may not have been paying attention to what I was doing. I most certainly was not watching where I was going and was texting I had in my hand my, you know, passport, boarding pass, ID, and my phone, which I was definitely staring at heavily and texting. The next thing I know, I walk into somebody's messenger bag and knock my stuff on the floor because, you know, my hands like run into said messenger bag. I'm like completely mortified because I was that person who was texting and walking and not paying attention to what they're doing. My stuff falls to the floor. I'm totally embarrassed. I like bend over to pick it up. And fortunately, the person who I'm a complete idiot to and like run into is also very nice and kind and bends over to pick up my stuff and help me. And as I'm coming up from picking up my stuff and he is coming up from picking up my stuff and handing it to me, I make eye contact with nobody other than the Michael B. Jordan. And I am extra mortified because I'm like, oh my God, it's like, the hottest person on the face of the planet is handing me back the things that I dropped from being completely stupid and self-absorbed. And I was like, oh God. 
I want the earth to open up a hole and swallow me at this exact moment. So I'm like extra flustered and extra ridiculous. And I swear he pauses for a moment because I think he's torn between, is she going to be like, oh, hey, can I have your autograph? Or dude, do you even know who I am? (laughs) So yeah. And I quickly took my things. It's almost my turn. You know, you split lanes because they, you know, try to speed things along. And I made sure to not follow him into his lane and went to another line to put my things on the belt and, you know, get patted down and all those good things that you do when you go through security. And I'm, you know, get through security. And I'm once again, texting people and I'm like, oh my God, you'll never believe what I just did. And one of my friends is like, dude, did you ask him for a picture? And I was like, oh my God, no, I didn't ask him for a picture. I'm like completely mortified. You know, and about five minutes later, I'm headed to the lounge and I was like, oh, I should have asked him for a picture. Damn it. That would have been awesome. I should have asked him for a picture. So I'm in the lounge looking around because I'm like, of course he's in a lounge, right? Like he's definitely flying first class. And if he's not flying first class, he definitely has lounge access. It did wander around my lounge for a few minutes and I did not find him. So if he was flying first class or in a lounge. He was not in my one world lounge. So that was unfortunate, but yes. So that is the day that I quite literally ran into Michael B. Jordan at the airport. All right. So that's the story. still makes me laugh to this day. uh, It kind of makes me giggle too. Like every time I see him, I think of you (laughs) and I laugh. You're welcome. (laughs) I mean, I, every time I see him, I think of that story and I laugh mostly because if I don't laugh, I'm going to cry of embarrassment because oh gosh, I mean, who does that? I mean, those people, I'm always like, gosh, you're such an idiot. And then like, I'm the idiot. And, <laughs> and I was an idiot with like Michael B. Jordan. I mean, oh, who does that? Me. It's me. <laughs> Hello. It me. <laughs> hey, yep, it me. So yes, that's your, uh, your morning fun story of Jana and her, as my mother would say, sheer stupidity. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, yes. What if Jana <laughs> didn't Jana? run into my <laughs> No. <laughs> it's actually what if Killmonger rescued Tony Stark? Mm-hmm. So this episode was pretty interesting because it kind of wove into Iron Man 3 as well as Black Panther and Age of Ultron. There was a lot going on and I loved it visually. It was great. It Um, was. And I thought it was really well done. I thought the whole like, you know, it's a throwback to, you know, Iron Man 3 and a little bit. I mean, maybe even a hint of like, you know, the Mandarin. And I mean, it definitely showed the 10 rings logo. So sure did. Sure did. Yep. Well, let's talk about it. The only thing that I like cringe was like total cringe. And I know it was done on purpose to be cringy was when Killmonger's like Wakanda forever. And I was like, you don't get to say yes. that. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like, no, you cannot. So anyway, we'll get to there. We'll, we'll get to there. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, so this episode begins with Tony Stark being ambushed by the Ten Rings. We know this well. He's in the desert. That new Jericho missile lands. It's a Stark Industries. But before it can blow up or before he saves himself, uh, Killmonger saves him. And before we see how that changes everything, the Watcher takes us back through Tony's greatest moments in the MCU, forging his suit joining the Avengers, the Battle of New York, and then finally, of course, his snap in Avengers Endgame. However, without his capture in the desert, this hero isn't born, but rather a villain is given a chance to shine. So at the press conference, Tony is as arrogant as ever. And instead of changing how he does business, he vows to be bigger and badder. He brings on Killmonger as his new chief security officer. Happy is totally mad because that's supposed to be his job. And he and Pepper are not pleased. Killmonger then claims that he was undercover in the Ten Rings, and that's how he learned about the plans to take out Tony. Now, remember the Ten Rings, the real Ten Rings, is what was featured in Shang-Chi and the legend of the Ten Rings. This Ten Rings is just the dude from AIM trying to be slick and using cultural appropriation. 
<laughs> Anyways, he also straight up spills the tea and shows everybody that Obadiah Shane was behind all of it. And Happy punches him in the face, punches Obadiah, not Killmonger, although I'm sure he probably wants to also punch Killmonger. So throw back I mean, to boxing Happy, because Happy was a boxer. <laughs> yep. Well, and almost a little bit of a, you know, Easter egg to Creed. Oh, yeah, maybe. Um, so then after the press conference, Tony decides to give Killmonger Obadiah's job as COO. Now, skirt, that's Pepper's job. So here we've got this dude who comes out of nowhere, essentially, and now he's taken over for Happy and Pepper, the two most important people in Tony's life. Seems a little sus. And Pepper is sus of Killmonger and talks with Rhodey to find out what he knows about him. Rhodey essentially goes into the same info that Everett Ross gave T'Challa in Black Panther about Killmonger. So like, yeah, military experience and uh, super smart, yada, yada. In the garage, Tony asks Killmonger about his father. He tells Tony his dad died due to gang violence. Um, There's also a shot of Tony's Ford flathead roadster, which is a Easter egg from Iron Man and Iron Man 2. And also the dumb E robot that Tony built as a kid is the one that takes that uh, Jericho repulsor from Killmonger's hand. Then Killmonger drops his MIT thesis, Project Liberator, an automated combat drone on Tony. He's like, oh, hey, this was my thing. And oh, but, you know, forget it. It was just a, it was just a thesis. And of course, Tony's like, you saved my life. He's like high on that. So he's all, oh, but I want to help you. You help me. What is this? It resembles a Gundam, which I thought was funny because Michael B. Jordan, in fact, does like anime. So it was like a little anime nerd moment. (laughs) Um. So Killmonger quotes Howard Stark. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. Paul Bettany cameos as Jarvis. Um, They want to make plans to have Jarvis control the suit. So kind of like the whole Iron Legion, right? In Avengers Age of Ultron. Killmonger does the fighting test video instead of Tony. The drone can't handle the power though. So Tony suggests a miniature arc reactor, claims that that's dumb. We all know that he eventually obviously uses those. But Killmonger counters that they need vibranium. He pulls out his father's ring and then he just so happens to know a guy that can totally get them some vibranium. It just happens to be Ulysses Claw. Of course, Pepper's like, uh, no, 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 no. But, you know, Tony, he doesn't see the danger in this. So he sends Rhodey and Killmonger to meet Claw in the salvage yard on the African coast. This is where the Avengers also encounter him in Age of Ultron. And Ultron's there, too. Um, Claw shows, shows Rhodey the Dormilaji spear to prove that he has vibranium. Then he shows him, he wants to show him the good stuff, right? He's got like a whole... I don't know, payload, I guess, of vibranium. But Claw's forces are attacked by T'Challa. Black Panther shows up to take him out. He wants to return the vibranium to where it belongs, but Killmonger has other ideas. He kills T'Challa and Rhodey and makes it look like they took each other out to kind of start a war that would benefit him. He is Killmonger, you know, warmonger. It goes together, folks. <laughs> ding ding red pretty brutal pretty brutal yes i mean just uh anyways so there's a funeral for both men king t'chaka is on tv denouncing the people responsible for his son's death and killmonger delivers the spear to tony tony though thanks to jarvis knows what actually happened on this ship however killmonger takes tony out he kills the machine excuse me He kills the machine, the liberator that Tony sent to attack him. And then he kills Tony. But again, he frames the murder on the Wakandans by using the spear. Pepper, however, doesn't believe Killmonger is innocent. She is legitimately like, all of these problems, who's in the center? It's you. Little too much smoke to there not to be fire. For there not to be fire, just saying. 
but everyone's favorite i don't know if i can say that word <laughs> all right fine <laughs> i mean I, you know it's 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 questionable okay well it's not one of the dirty seven that you can't say on the radio so okay i don't know i'll i'll just leave it at d-bag i won't actually yeah that's perfect yeah that's okay i think that's so everyone's favorite d-bag or least favorite d-bag i don't know how you want to say that whatever he is a tool no matter apparently no matter what timeline general ross is in he is a beep 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 oh i can't stand this guy uh so he comes in seizes control stark industries to make a whole army of liberators to go to war with Wakanda. <sighs> Claw meets Killmonger and the army in Africa and takes him to Wakanda. Killmonger then kills Claw. This is what he did in Black Panther as well. And just like in Black Panther, Killmonger brings Claw's body as a gift of justice to the people of Wakanda. He then reveals he is the son of Njobu, showing them his tattoo. Now, because T'Chaka is still alive, T'Challa is dead, T'Chaka welcomes Killmonger home. But you can tell, one, Killmonger knows what actually happened to his dad. Because apparently in this timeline, T'Chaka still took out Njobu in Oakland somewhere. And Killmonger has not forgiven him for that. So keep an eye on that. He's shady. Anyways, T'Chaka is all like, oh, I'm so like happy you're here and blah, blah, blah. Killmonger deactivates the army. He's a hero, but then he reactivates the drones once they're inside the Wakanda shield. He yells Wakanda forever. It's very cringe. He And you can tell too. It's so funny because Michael B. Jordan did a, an extremely awesome job, a wonderful job of delivering all of Killmonger's lines in this. And you can tell he phoned in Wakanda forever, but it was on purpose because Killmonger doesn't care. Right. So he totally like, he got that across with the Wakanda forever. forever. <laughs> <laughs> it was very evident, like the shift in his tone and everything. It was just, it was great. Um, he mounts one of the battle rhinos. Everybody loves the rhinos. I know I do. Um, and of course they win. He's now endeared himself to the people of Wakanda. Well, almost all of the people of Wakanda. After the battle, he's on Mount Bashinga, looking over the field, watching the sunrise. Only this time he's not dying as it happens. T'Chaka joins him and says, you know, hey, like, stay here and join me. They make him Black Panther. So we all know this is a bad thing, right? But in the ancestral plane, it's not his father that greets him, but it's T'Challa. And I was like, oh, T'Challa. And T'Challa is actually wearing the same outfit. It matches his ceremonial one that he wore in Black Panther. Killmonger's Black Panther suit is that same gold-like one. If you remember back to the film, Shuri made two suits. One was like the black with the purple. And then there was the black with the gold. And T'Challa said the black with the gold was too flashy. And he didn't like that one but that's the one that Killmonger wore. So this is what Killmonger's Black Panther's wearing. And then Shuri, yeah, I was like, ooh, I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. But like I said, not all the Wakandans believe Killmonger is who he says he is. And Shuri has shown up at Stark Industries and gives Pepper the evidence needed to prove that Killmonger is behind everything. Of course, no one wants to listen to either one of them for a myriad of reasons however they're going to work together to stop him and general russ so go ladies take them out yep bye <laughs> i feel like that's one of the ones that'll be explored in season two like what happens after that uh-huh i mean i guess they all kind of end with like a way to explore it in season two they do but i i feel i think you're right like that one i think leaves it open maybe more obviously than some of them yeah maybe and it you know unlike the uh other uh i don't like star lord t'challa star lord like we won't see him anymore <laughs> which makes me super no. sad no i know so I was going to say like everybody's still alive, but like it makes my heart hurt to say that. 
so that they could continue it. <laughs> uh, anyways, great episode. Um, it, like I said, Michael B. Jordan killed it and killed everyone, but he also killed it. <laughs> and like, man, Killmonger, you just like love to hate him. I think he said Wakanda forever twice, and at both times I was like, ugh, stop it. Yeah, somebody else said it too, didn't they? Was it? Um... I don't know. General Ramonda? Was that her Ramon- name? T'Challa's mom. Hold on. Yeah. I think it's Ramonda. Ramonda. She said it at one point too, but I was like, oh, well, it's legit coming from you. Yeah, Ramonda. Um, can we just talk about her being the general of the flipping Wakanda army? I was like, yeah. oh my God, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I stand that was pretty moment. awesome. I, I also ordered that moment. pop, by the way. I was like, okay, man. Shocker. <laughs> Shock. I am shocked. By the way, so. I need to send you a picture of my super awesome shelves because they're rocking. <laughs> uh, yeah, you didn't show me. You showed me what you got, but you didn't say. You didn't they show me the final just product. Came, they just came like last week while we were away. And Zach put them up for me yesterday. Oh. They're pretty bad, but it. Oh. Because I was going to use a different word and I can't. <laughs> You're like, Master. I was going to have to bleep it out. I was like, oh, that's too much effort. I was like, hold, please. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, is there anything else you want to say about this one or do you want to move on to seven? Um, I mean, I think we could move on to seven. I think I, I said pretty much what I really had to say about that one. And I shared my, you know, ridiculous story. So, Fair. you know, I, I think we should move on to, uh, party boy thor and his frat fanatic antics <laughs> yes what if thor were an only child apparently oh my he gosh. turns into a giant like a cross between a teenager who's been left at home for the first time by himself for a weekend and a frat boy for and the result real. is pretty insane <laughs> it is i mean it was a little it, it was pretty funny although i felt like it went a little overboard toward the end i was like okay now <laughs> i was like we can stop and also captain marvel probably could have put him in his place like 10 minutes earlier yeah but you know <laughs> it's fine also south dakota's on the bottom good <laughs> i'll forever remember that geography lesson i also feel like it's one of those like i love darcy so much and I do love her like overall, just like, oh my God, I'm like the biggest fan, whatever kind of over the topness about her. But like some of those interactions, like that one, I was like, I can't decide if that's funny or so dumb that I want to punch somebody because <laughs> maybe pick some state to pick on that's not obvious, like North Dakota, South Dakota. How do, how do we not know which one is which? I mean, to be fair, most people don't know where any of the states are in the Midwest. I mean, this is true, but I feel like those two kind of describe each other, kind of like North Carolina and South Carolina. That's true. Fair. Like, you may not know exactly where on the map they would be, depending on where you live and your overall knowledge of the country's geography. We'll talk about, you know, the education system another day. However, if you don't know the difference between North and South and that probably one is above the other, then yeah. there are some bigger issues at play. So I feel like the woman who, you know, a few movies later has a PhD when we get to the series of, you know, WandaVision is also not sure where they are is a little. All right. In her defense, they all <laughs> seem to be drinking heavily. So maybe it's just the after effects. I mean, maybe could be, you're right. You're right. Could be. Cause it was magical. Like ale that like never. It's true that it depleted. never, it never. Yeah, it did. Huzza. It <laughs> just kept refilling itself. Huzza. Yes. <laughs> so let's get into the ultimate. We frat don't boy know party. what was in that magical ale. You're right. It could have been. Yep. It's true. After effects of the magical ale. You're right. Yep. 
Yeah. Okay. Break it down. All right. In the desert, Jane and Darcy discover something strange. And at first she called shield. They don't care. She calls the park department. They also don't care. Then the Bifrost appears, but no one makes a trip to the desert this time. At least not the one Jane is in. Las Vegas, Nevada. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Thor has come to party. He introduces himself as the party prince. Because without Loki to be the mischievous one and to teach Thor some much needed, very clearly much needed lessons, he has grown up into a very different kind of prince. Odin has fallen into the Odin sleep with him asleep to restore his soul. Frigga's like, I'm gonna take a vacation. Bye. She needs it. Like, I just feel, you know, as a mom, I just feel her when she's like, it's been like a millennium since I've been out with my friends. I'm leaving. However, son, Odin, son, you better behave. It was a classic mom speech. Like, I'm going out of town. You better behave. Or, you know, hell have no fury like mama friggin' mad. You know, <laughs> like you're going to be in so much trouble with me. Thor, oh, good, good. So in Thor, like the movie Thor, Odin has fallen into the Odin sleep after Loki confronted him for not telling him of his true parentage. And then acting as king, Loki upheld Thor's banishment. However, in this universe, Odin chose to put off the Odin sleep and not put it, put it off like he did in the MCU. Now, Frigga also leaves saying Heimdall's watching and Thor's all, what? But why, mom? Oh, it really, to me, reminded me of The Lion King, which is my favorite Disney animated film, when Simba's mad that Zazu has to accompany them to the waterhole. He's like, oh, no, not Zazu. Like, really, all Thor needed to do was, like, break out into I just can't wait to be king. And it would have been perfect. I'm just saying. It was the same energy. Same energy. Uh, so Thor tells Lady Sif and the Warriors 3, alert the realms. There's going to be a party on Midgard. But don't worry, Heimdall doesn't even care about this backwater planet, which, again, made me laugh. Because, <laughs> fair. Um, as they're walking through Odin's vaults, the Infinity Gauntlet can be seen. Thor also drops his beer, Stein, and it breaks, kind of like the coffee cup in Thor. Now, that Infinity Gauntlet had the stones in it, but, you know, Hela told us it was fake. This one, we don't know. Maybe it's fake. Maybe it's real. Either way, it's just sitting there in the vault on Asgard. Probably fake, though. Anyways. I mean, maybe. So people from all over the nine realms start popping into Vegas for this party. And it is literally like cameo palooza in this episode. We've got Scourge. There's a guy in a pineapple shirt, which is a nod to Taika Waititi, who's a director of Thor Ragnarok, Thor Love and Thunder, and he also plays Korg. Um, Thor's talking to some scrolls. Darcy meets Howard the Duck. Let's see, who else shows up? Topaz, the Grandmaster. They're eating cake. Grandmaster's DJing, just like he does in Thor Ragnarok. Nebula's hanging out Korg, with Korg while shooting dice. Now, this Nebula looks like the MCU Nebula, not episode two Nebula with the Star-Lord, T'Challa Star-Lord character, where she was more whole. This one, she looks very, uh, I guess, mechanical. Anyway, she's shooting dice for a new eye, is what she says. Volstag tries to conquer a water jet and fails. Drax and Valkyrie are cheering him on. And in true Vegas fashion, Darcy marries Howard the Duck at a wedding officiated by an Elvis impersonator. Because that's what one does in Vegas, apparently. Look who waddled back, Mrs. The Duck. Dead. (laughs) Dead. (laughs) Uh, And then meanwhile, because, you know, if you're not getting married in Vegas, you got to do something else reckless. You get matching tattoos. (laughs) Thor gets one that says science and has a microscope. And Jane has one that has Mjolnir and says magic. Can gods get tattoos like he heals pretty quickly it's a really good question (laughs) i need somebody who's a professional like somebody who studies you know gods and their and tattooing yes (laughs) to tell me how that works on their skin 
yeah so I'm, I'm unclear anyways so then there's the morning after um my son laughed because there was a shot of a bra on a chair because <laughs> you know it's vegas baby and they were drinking i'm pretty sure i missed night. the bra on the chair so go him that is hilarious <laughs> he was like it's a bra and like giggled because you know he's younger so that's hilarious to him and i was like oh there is a bra on the chair i missed that first time through as well anyways now shield has shown up and rumlaw rumlo is at the door with the acting director of shield maria hill why is she acting director? Hold on. We'll find out in just a second. However, everyone has passed out in this hotel room, including Rocket. You can hear Thor calling Rocket a rabbit. This is exactly what Thor calls him in Adventures Infinity War when they meet. Um, so yeah, Maria Hill. Unfortunately, Nick Fury was involved in a slight incident with Korg when Korg was trying to do ball cannons into a fountain. Dead. <laughs> When I heard that, I had to, I had to pause. I was like, did they really just, did he really just, he really did. Yeah, no, they really did. They toasted. I died. That whole episode was just one big gag after another. It really was. So Jane and Darcy are taken aboard the helicarrier to explain what happened after Thor landed. Agent Coulson, everybody cheers, warns that the party atmosphere is spreading, which makes me laugh because he makes it sound very dire. The party atmosphere is spreading like no fun the fun is spreading we can't have that <laughs> so uh rumlo brings in their last resort a 90s pager that we all know calls captain marvel in france a beeper my dad's a podiatrist he has one of those are you calling a podiatrist <laughs> and then she's like it is done maria hill like hits the button and she's like it is done and darcy's like did it happen <laughs> did i, did I miss it, it? Then, so good so good it was so now thor has gone from nevada to france and he's taken selfies with members of the sovereign which are from guardians of the galaxy volume two the golden the golden people who make adam warlock in the movie when prince loki of jotunheim shows up now this is frost giant loki and the frost bros because he's got a squad with him too and I was just dead. He like towered over Thor. Oh my God. Tom Hiddleston must have had so much fun with this version of Loki because they're like, oh, we're brothers from another mother. They're like, you know, like, ah, oh, bro. Like they broed out. They did. Scene. Forever. Bros forever. And it was like, oh, did you boom? Like you're always booming. He's like, I only boom in private. And I was like, I don't want to know. <laughs> what you do in private sir thor please stop <laughs> uh but that boom is in fact captain marvel coming to shut down the party why are you harshing our vibes carol why are you trying to harsh my mellow is that what he says at some point or why are yeah, you trying to kill my us. mellow or something yeah. <laughs> trying to do something to his mellow i was like i'm yes. dead <laughs> why are you trying to bring down my mellow or something like that yep thor refuses to shut the party down so they're gonna fight However, he's like, look, I'm Thor. And then he does a terrible job at spelling his name, like LeFou trying to spell Gaston in Beauty and the Beast. It was bad, okay? It was bad. I'm going to blame it that he was drunk and that's why he couldn't spell his name because Thor is only four letters and it's phonetic. Like you should be able to <laughs> spell Thor without struggling. Yeah. T-H-O-R should not be hard no not at all so uh, yeah yep yep totally phonetic <laughs> just you know i'm just saying uh yeah so this kind of this next scene scenes kind of plays off that whole look when infinity war is it infinity war hold on skirt skirt when does carol meet them is it infinity war no it's after the dusting so end game when carol shows up and they meet Thor, like her and Thor meet, and they kind of, you know, have that look. And he's like, I like this one because she doesn't flinch from like the only or flying past her face. Well, in this, they're fighting and she's 
pretty indestructible. And so is he, to be fair. But he really can only get the upper hand on her because he's got the hammer. Because clearly he has yet to learn that he is not the god of hammers. He is the god of thunder. You know, the whole Ragnarok lesson of life that you don't need a hammer to pull you off. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't help myself. (laughs) Oh, I'm a teenage boy, folks. I'm sorry. There's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Um, So yeah, with Mjolnir, he's able to hit her all the way to the United Kingdom, which this whole sequence, my son was cracking up. He's like, oh, they flew so far. Um, So they end up in the United Kingdom at Stonehenge. She almost knocks something over. She picks it up. She fixes it. And then he knocks everything down. He's like, oh, your little random stone structure that no one knows what it is. Oh, it fell down. I was like, oh my God. Why is this so funny? <laughs> so yeah, Stonehenge is no more. She in turn hits him all the way to the United States. They continue fighting. They cross over a tropical area. Is that Tahiti? I'm unsure. Someone should ask Colson. And they end up back at like ground zero, the party, Vegas. But Thor has gotten the upper hand thanks to Mjolnir. And then he calls her a name that he said is very popular among mid-guardians to call women. And of course, we're all like, what is he actually going to say? He calls her a party pooper. <laughs> and then like the whole crowd's chanting, party pooper, party, party pooper, pooper, party pooper, you're a party pooper. You know, that's like what my eight-year-old nephew would call. But he was like, you're a party pooper. Yep. <laughs> so... Hill's frustrated. She's like, you're supposed to be the best. Why didn't you beat him? She even mentions Goose, which we didn't get a Goose cameo. I was a little sad. I kind of wanted the Flurkin to show up, but she didn't. However, Darcy immediately realizes that the cat's name being Goose is from Top Gun. And I'm like, oh, see, there you go. It's like Darcy from WandaVision being the fan with all the Easter eggs. It's, oh, that's Easter eggs. Yes, <laughs> yes. I died though. She's like, are you writing cash or are you writing checks? Your ego can't. Can't Your cash. skills can't cash. I'm dead. I was like, and now we're quoting lines. Love it. She also makes a comment about how she thought Carol would be a dude captain, but she's like, yes. "Look at you, all not." <laughs> uh, Jane tries to reach Thor to warn him that Carol and Shield are coming to stop him, but Loki, his bad. He he dropped it and it broke. Clearly, they didn't get that. You know, they didn't get the good case that protects us against dropping from frost giants. I mean, I always, I always make sure to upgrade my case to fall protection from frost giant. So mm. Thor, he probably should have. Like, uh, oh, right. <laughs> he like, was all like, hello, hello, do you have a friend? I was dying. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I love frat boy Loki too. This is so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah. That Loki was super funny. He was a lot of fun. So yeah. Oops. It's broken. No way to warn Thor. And Darcy's like, you know what? This is like when teenagers throw a wild party. You just got to call the mom. And she's like, oh, good idea. They rig together a thing to call Heimdall. However, probably one of my favorite cameos in this show happens right before that. Because <laughs> it's Surtur. <laughs> He's like hitting on the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> And he melts her arm off and he's like, oh, oh, somebody's calling me. I got to go. It was just so silly. I just like, I cracked up the whole time. The, the <laughs> whole, that whole sequence was funny. The statue <laughs> and, then, and oh my goodness. And then the Loki and the Frost boys are using the casket of winters to add horns and beards to Mount Rushmore. Also hilarious. Um, in Australia, Korg and Meek and the other partygoers watch. Thor's like, watch me slide down that thing. That thing being the Sydney Opera House. <laughs> yep. But before it happens, Captain Marvel like attacks him and sends him flying to Siberia. And everybody at the crowd was like, oh, man. Um, thanks to Selvig, who only gets a shout out via the phone. Jane and Darcy rigged this machine in order to call Heimdall. He transports Jane to himself. When she goes Thor, she's just like, he immediately is like, skirt, skirt. You gotta go to Frigga. Uh, she warns the queen that her son is on earth. And Frigga's like, mm, she's so mad though. Cause like, I mean, you and I've been there being in the middle of something and then you get like a call or someone's complaining about something your kid's done. You're like, 
I swear on everything, holy. Like, when I get there, you better <laughs> behave. Yeah, we're like, I'm going to murder you right now. <laughs> so Frigga is mad, mad. Um, Thor tells Captain Marvel to smile, which that I was like, oh, okay, that's hilarious. Because if you don't remember, there were some very toxic fan, quote unquote, fanboys who were telling Brie Larson she should smile more as Carol Danvers, you know. And then she did that awesome Photoshop job of taking like all the guys uh, hero posters and like Photoshopping a smile on them. It's hilarious. So if you want to laugh, you should definitely Google that. Um, Hill orders a nuke attack on Thor and Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel is surviving. She doesn't care, but she wants to take out Thor. But before any of that happens, Frigga, bam, right in the middle. And she is very upset. Now she's projecting herself. She's not physically there yet. But she's like, I am coming to check on you. And so help me, Thor Odinson. And of course, he's terrified, right? You should be. She's literally like like Queen Ramonda. She's the queen of Asgard. And she's the queen of like Norse mythology. And she like leads armies. You should be scared. <laughs> you should be very, be afraid. Be very afraid. Um, Thor races to clean up his mess, right? Now he's scared. He's like, my mom's coming. Like, party over. My mom is coming. He asked Loki for help. Loki's like, it's not my mom. Uh, which I was like, oh, like he said that before, but in like a sad way. Now he's saying it in a bro, that's your, that's your problem. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm like, come on, just help him. He's, he's always oh, not your brother. Is he? Yeah. Right. Yondu, Mantis and Kraglin are among the crowd when Thor tells everyone they need help. No one offers to help. So he takes to the sky using his like God voice to be like, my mom is coming. Everybody goes, oh, Frigga, Frigga's coming. And he goes, she is not happy. So then everybody starts cleaning up. You know, they get the ice off of Mount Rushmore. Surtur welds on to Lady Liberty's arm. Um, the Frost Bros put the Ferris wheel back and the St. Louis arch that they were using as a giant slingshot. <laughs> Not a bad prank, I'm just saying. And Thor even fixes the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Yeah, which didn't need to be fixed, but okay. It's A for effort, right? Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess if you don't know. Right. But you don't so Frigga, know, you ar- don't know. Frigga arrives and she's a seething man. However, she sees Thor leading a study group because knowledge is magic. Mom, we're just, we're studying He's like, I've learned so much about Midgard. Did you know it's home of the Snuggie? I was dead. I was like, of all the things, <laughs> like Thor picks up on the Snuggie. Oh God. Um, naturally, she doesn't buy it. Even when Captain Marvel shows up, handing Thor an iPad with info on humans, he calls Mjolnir to him, and it's covered in all sorts of lovely party things and busted. It was like graffitied. Like, can you even graffiti Mjolnir? I feel like it'd be protected against that. Apparently not. I mean, one would think it could or should be, but apparently it is not. Yeah. So everything seems great. Earth is cleaned up. It's safe. Frigga's not mad anymore. Um, And before leaving Earth, Thor visits Jane. They ask her, he asks her out on a date. And then the watcher's like, and like the earth, you know, like the mid guardians say, you know, they lived happily ever after. And he's like, oh no, wait, sorry. Oops, never mind. Wrong story. I got my index wrong because holy vision as Ultron shows up and he's got all the infinity stones, all of them. This is bad. I'm so excited. Super bad bad and super awesome at the same time. Like, this is what we've seen. We've seen bits and we've seen Vision Ultron, Ultron Vision. What are we calling him? We need to pick what we're calling him. But we've seen him. It's called Ultra Vision. Ultra Vision. It's like WandaVision. Ultra, Ultron Vision. Ultron Vision. Um, We've seen him in the, like, I don't know, teasers, trailers, whatever for what if. And he's going to be so hard to beat. Oh my God. I have so many questions and I can't wait. And I really hope it's not next week. Like I, I want it to be next week. Cause I just want to see, but I also don't, I want it to be the final battle 
episode nine, like all the randoms from each of the versions of what if have to band together to fight this version of Ultron vision, because like that one would be super cool. And it'd be a great way to end season one. But yeah, I'm so that would be baller, but like, dude, his suit, his suit is the infinity gauntlet. Oh my God. So good. Also, how did he get the soul stone? Did he sacrifice Um, someone? Did he pop it off somebody's corpse? Like, how did he get the soul stone? Questions for real. Also, I think we're going to have to take a break at Disney next week and watch this. Like, I don't know, maybe we can watch it while we wait for a ride. (laughs) Well, it depends on what episode it is. If it's not this one. Oh, true. It's true. It's true. That's so true. Because I was like, oh, it's setting up for next week. But someone on Reddit was like, I don't think it will be. And I'm like, no, I really would rather it be the finale too. So I kind of hope that we're right. And they're not going to be a continuation next week. Because I just want to be like, I want to be home for this one. So I can just be ridiculously loud and, you know, pause all the things. But yeah, no, I have questions. How did he get the soul stone? Did he sacrifice someone that he cared about because I guess in a twisted way Ultron did care for Wanda a bit right yeah I guess in a way in a warped way yes or did he pick it off of Thanos's corpse did Ultron wait for Thanos to get all of them and then take them because we've also seen zombie Thanos who was rocking yep. all the stones except for the Mind Stone. Like, we don't know which universes, if these all tie into the same timeline or if they're going to collide at all. But then I'm like, did he manage to, I don't know, not coerce, but manipulate, that's the word I want, manipulate Wanda and Pietro to sacrifice one of them to get the Soul Stone? oh maybe and if they did that it would be wise for him to coordinate that it's wanda that sacrifices herself because let's be real it's way easier to kill speedy than it is to kill chaos magic (laughs) and and then take the soul stone absolutely (laughs) kill speedy (laughs) i mean if you had to pick to fight somebody who has chaos magic absolutely killing speedy absolutely picking speedy Thank you. See, it makes sense. It's logical. <laughs> yeah, no, it yeah. totally, it's totally logical. It just sounded funny. And on Ultron slash vision, they're very logical usually. So I don't know. That's my thought, but holy crap. I can't. Yeah, that's, um, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, it is. It's going to be like ridiculously good so good wait so this was seven so we have what seven two Two more oh we have nine total i can i can never remember it was like six seven nine fourteen i originally thought there was ten but i think it's only nine okay so we have two more oh yeah so the original plan was for ten episodes but now it's only nine i wonder why that is did we see anything about that? Did you? See I didn't because I think even in our interviews they talked about ten. Because they said they had like thirty ideas, and they narrowed it down to ten. So maybe. I don't know. Maybe they'll add like, you know, like eight and nine would be like a little extra, right? Longer with like splices of whatever the last one was supposed to be. Maybe I don't know. I'm just like spitballing. But I do like that they're all slightly over 30 minutes long. I do too. They're longer than like a typical animated show, but not like crazy long. Yes. Which as someone who writes these breakdowns at, you know, 3.30 (laughs) a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you how bleary eyed I am doing this. Also but it was Loki and I'm like oh it's like five hours long <laughs> oh my gosh oh gosh yes so yeah two episodes left we still haven't seen Thanos Gamora 
So there's that lurking out there. And then of course we're going to have the vision Ultron. So I kind of think maybe we'll get Gamora's episode next week. Like I said, I really Mm -hmm. want them to end on like this massive battle of facing off against vision, Ultron vision, because I just think it'd be a great way to end it. And like, can you imagine if they end it where like, it's like the snap and like, Yes. Disappear. I was going to say that seems fitting. That seems like a fitting epic end to this season. I would like be mad, but like, like happy mad, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say mad in like a good way. Right. Like I'd be, I'd be like, oh man, not again. But then I'd be like, oh, okay. I can do this. I'd I'd be like, oh, that's super cool way to end it. But I'm so mad at you for ending it that way. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of where I'm gonna live. I have a feeling, <laughs> just mm-hmm. like raging out, but still excited about it. <laughs> exactly. Yep, be super. Yeah, <laughs> raging. Raging is like the perfect description too, because it's like, yeah. oh well, yeah. Yep. All right. Well, what did you all think about these episodes? What are you thinking about the series so far? We would love to hear from you. You know, tweet us, leave comments. Uh, we're around somewhere in the multiverse. You can find us. That's <laughs> so. right. Pick a channel, any channel, find us. Yep. yep. <laughs> Follow the sound of like the raging if uh, <laughs> they end it with the snap. <laughs> yeah or just look for Jana running into people in an airport either one of those. also that so if you're ever at an airport <laughs> and someone runs into you it might be Jana it's so true <laughs> <laughs> thanks for tuning into this episode of the geek girls universe podcast and join us next week as we well maybe not next week it might actually be the week after because yep. Ashley and I will be at Disney World celebrating the 50th anniversary of Magic Kingdom. So, oh my goodness. So we probably won't be doing a podcast, but you will see us on social all over the place. So you'll have to join us the following week for a podcast. Um, But at that point, we will share all the fun and exciting and breaking fandom news for you. So as always, if you want to share anything with us, tag us on Twitter at Whiskey and Sunshine and that Ashley Aaron. Until next time, geeks. Bye. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for more geeky goodness.